Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 305. Today we're gonna to be talking about building contingencies into your budget. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the reason I'm doing this topic today of building contingencies into your budget is because I feel like lately this is all I've been dealing with because we're just having a really um, rough year this year with tons of unexpected um, costs coming up and I'm pulling from everywhere that I can possibly find. So it was just making me think about um, you know, how important it is to have some contingencies built into your budget. As we all know, budgeting is not an exact science by any means. Um, anyone who's created a budget at any point in time knows that something always happens that was not expected. It could be that something costs either more or less than you thought, or it could be that something came up that was not expected at all. And the longer you've been budgeting, the more accurate your budget will get, but things still always come up. You will start to um, anticipate things more that you didn't expect before. Um, and things that you might have missed in the past get added to future budgets so that your budget becomes more accurate. But it seems like no matter how many years we have spent budgeting, there is always something that comes up that we did not anticipate. So it's really important to have contingencies or somewhere to pull money from if you need to included in your budget. So the most common method of budgeting starts out with identifying your income and then determining how that income will be spent or saved. So honestly, I don't actually have any proof that that's the most common method of budgeting, but I'm just assuming that that's what most of us do, that you know, we say, here's our income, and then we say, how is this income gonna be spent or saved? And if we get too exact with what we expect to spend, we leave ourselves with no wiggle room in the event that our expenses come in above what we thought. And if we're too generous with our budgeted amounts or our contingencies, we might find that we don't have enough income to cover all of those contingencies. Also, if you build in too much contingency, you might tend to overspend um, what you really need to be spending or want to be spending, and maybe you're giving up some savings that you could be putting aside because you're creating a budget that's too high that's kind of um, tempting you into overspending. Like for example, say if you budget $200 a week for groceries, but you really only need to spend 150, you might tend to just buy extra things just because you know you have extra money in that category. Now, of course that depends on your personality, but it kind of leaves it open to feel like you feel like you have some more freedom to buy some more things. And if that's your purpose and you want to have that freedom to buy extra things each week, then that's fine. But if you're just kind of increasing your budget categories just so that you know you'll never go over, you might be kind of spending your money um, in a way that isn't, um, you know, to the best of how you want to uh, prioritize where your money's going. So there's different ways that you can prepare your budget to allow for contingencies for when those other expected things um, do come up so that they don't completely ruin your plan for the whole 
um, year or month or whatever period you're looking at. So as far as budgeting your income, one place you can build in some contingencies to co- uh, some contingency coverage in your budget is by lowering the amount that you budget for income. So like say for example, if you have a variable income, you can budget your income and you probably should budget your income based on like the lower end of what you might expect to make in a pay period. Um, that way, if you end up making more, you'll have some extra dollars to help you cover any unexpected expenses that might come up. But if you come in less, you're not gonna be scrambling to try and figure out where to get that difference from. If you're on a salary, um, you could do something like maybe exclude your annual raise from your income if you get an annual raise. So for example, I get an increase each year in January and when I do my budget for the upcoming year, I budget the amount of income that I made last year, not including the raise that I'll be getting. Now, I partially do that because often increases in health insurance premiums can end up taking away a portion of that pay increase anyway, but it's also just nice to have like a little bit of extra income when I record my actual um, paycheck each time I get it um, versus what I had budgeted so that it can cover like a little bit of something that might have been missed. It's not going to be a lot, but you know, maybe it'll cover that um, extra pizza dinner you had to order because something came up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of nice to have that little extra cushion in there. Another area to build contingency into your budget is budgeting for savings. So it's really important to make sure that your budget includes funding savings also. If you budget to use all the money that you're earning to cover expenses, it's going to be very difficult to make sure that you're funding savings accounts. And without savings, we're left with nowhere to go when something comes up that we can't afford. And then that's when we often end up turning to credit cards. So even if your savings accounts and your emergency funds happen to be at the levels that you want them at, but you don't have any money budgeted for savings, there's no way you'll be able to replenish those accounts if you wind up having to use that money. And at some point, you're likely going to need to dip into those accounts, whether it's to use the money um, that was saved for whatever purpose you had saved it for, and then maybe you're going to want to start saving for other things. Or if it's about your emergency fund, you probably at some point will have an emergency or some large unexpected expense um, that you're going to need to pull money from that emergency from. And once you do that, you're going to want to replenish it. So if you don't have any money budgeted for savings, you'll really have no way to replenish that money if something happens where you need to use some of it. So including money in your budget to go to those accounts can really help you with having a little bit of extra cushion in there to put money aside for other things that might happen that you just weren't expecting. And then of course, budgeting for miscellaneous dollars. So every budget should include a line item for miscellaneous expenses because you You just, no matter how much you plan and prepare, there's always something else that winds up coming up that you just weren't thinking of. And now how much money you put into that miscellaneous line is going to depend on how tight your budget is. Um, And obviously you probably don't want to budget that miscellaneous dollar amount too high because again, you might wind up being tempted to just spend on things that you'd really rather not be spending on if you have too much cushion built into your budget. So it's kind of like a balance of just figuring out how much extra you want in there. Um, without giving yourself too much room to just, um, 
you know, spend freely. Not that you don't want to spend freely. I don't mean it like that, but you're, you're creating a budget so that you can manage your money and make sure it goes to where you want it to go. So if you want to really be saving for something, but you're allowing all these extra dollars, um, just for different miscellaneous expenses, there's kind of like a fine balance there where you want to build in yourself enough cushion, but also keep yourself reined in a little bit so that you're not just overspending because you feel like you have this really large budget. Um, so, you know, no matter how much of a detailed budget we have, it seems like something always comes up that we didn't expect. So this miscellaneous dollars is where um, that can really help us have a little place to pull from when we need to. Because often things we even things that we did expect can often end up costing more than we thought. Like a perfect example of this right now is the cost of gas. I'm sure many of us did not budget enough for gas in their 2022 budgets when they prepared them because the cost has just gone up so much. So that money has to come from somewhere. Um, so that's something that maybe, you know, maybe if you had miscellaneous dollars in your budget, you'd have to use them up on the cost of gas. Um, but, you know, just by having those dollars in there, no matter what, if it's gas, if it's you went over on groceries or you needed a car repair, like whatever you might, or even if you just want to wind up doing something for fun that week, you have somewhere to pull that money from. And then another really important um, part of having contingencies in your budget is just planning ahead and making sure that you have areas that you're prepared to make budget cuts if you need to. Um, you know, we like for example like i've said we had a rough year this year when it came to our budget there were large medical bills um, some unanticipated home repairs and car repairs and we had to take some money out of our emergency fund and it was just like every time we turned around thought we were going to get caught back up something else has happened it's just been one of those one of those years um and but but i was able to somewhat limit what we had to take from our emergency fund by making some cuts in our budget so for example, we had included some um, dollars in our budget to get our cars detailed, and then also for a preventative maintenance item that one of our vehicles needed. So the maintenance item that, I'm not saying to delay maintenance on your car, <laughs> that's not my point, but this particular maintenance item was one of those things that it was like, when you get to this mileage, you should do this. And we are gonna do that, but we're very close to that mileage. We hadn't put much miles on the car since we were told that that needed to be done, and it's kind of like a vehicle that we, um, it's like a spare vehicle and we don't really drive it that often. We drive it enough like to make sure it stays in good running condition, but it's not um, something that we're like driving all over the place. So we knew that the additional miles that we will put on it are gonna be very, very limited. So we decided that um, we could put that repair off for a little while. We're still gonna do it, but it was kind of a costly um, repair and it wasn't of an urgent nature. So we said, okay, well, that's something that we can put aside for now because we had so many of these other things come up. And definitely the car detailing, that was like the first easy one. I was like, yeah, we're not getting the car de cars detailed because <laughs> that was kind of more like a luxury type item that we had included in, in our budget. Um, but it's really more just like the point of like knowing your budget in enough detail that you can have in the back of your mind the first places to go. Because when something like this happens, you don't wanna add more stress to trying to figure out where to pull the money from. So if you can possibly have some items in the back of your mind that you know you can kind of like take out of your budget if you need to, to make room for some other unexpected expenses that came up, it can just make um, that, a little, that situation a little bit easier. And then of course your emergency fund. 
um, is the biggest contingency. That's what it's there for. It's for those items that come up that you weren't expecting to happen. So depending on where you're at in your current financial situation, you may or may not have an emergency fund to pull from. Um, the problem with having an emergency fund is that once we pull money from it, we need to work hard to get the money back in. So it's like this great thing to have, but it also stinks too because it's like you feel so great about getting the money in there and then when you need to pull it out, you're like, oh great, we're back to that step again where we got to get the money back in the emergency fund again. So you really want to try and make sure you use it only as a last resort because every single time we need to pull money out of that account, that's more money now that we need to just work to put back in. So if we can find other areas in our budget to either reduce expenses or pull from the miscellaneous dollars or cut something out, um, you know, it can help lessen the amount that we need to um, take from the emergency fund. So like even when a true emergency situation comes up that causes us to use our emergency fund, we still end up needing to find those contingency dollars because we got to get the money back in to the account to have it back up to the level that we had originally planned on having in there. And if you don't currently have an emergency fund, again, you're going to want to use contingency dollars or have some contingencies built into your budget to cover any of these expense type expenses that you weren't expecting so that you can work on building that emergency fund so that you have that money available in the future when these situations happen. So I guess the, the main thing, um, another one more final point is that you also want to make sure you don't get complacent with your budget. Like sometimes we will have a year or even a few years where we're easily able to stay on budget and put money into our savings accounts. We might have like a few great years back to back and we're like, this is great. Everything's going smoothly. Everything's on budget. We're building up our savings. We're getting our emergency fund going but that does not usually go on forever. So, um, you know, you can start winding up getting complacent with that and then maybe pulling out some of those contingencies and savings lines that you had in your budget and spending them on other things that aren't really super important to you. You could kind of become a little more impulsive with your spending, thinking you have these extra dollars. And that's okay to a certain extent, but you don't wanna get too comfortable with not needing that cushion available. Because most likely at some point, something is going to happen where you're going to need some extra money. So even if you're having a string of really great years where everything's going to plan, you still want to build in contingency dollars into your budget and get savings accounts built up because at some point you're going to wind up needing them. So I hope this episode was helpful. That's really all I have to say about this. Just get those contingency dollars into your budget and really review your budget as best as you can so that you know where you can pull from if the need arises. So don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. You can find blog posts for each episode on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. And you can join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would really love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram and also share it with a friend if this is something you think they would enjoy. Also, if you could please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really awesome. That is what helps um, the show grow its listeners when there's ratings and reviews. It it, um, shows the the show will come up um, in higher in results for people that are looking for something like this. 
Also, um, if you're interested, there's a link to financially support the podcast in the episode details. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available to you locally. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lola, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Lola's Frugal Life listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lola.